Hey, traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, November 8, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Much of the same thing we had yesterday, the day before, and the day before that. The market is in a slow motion, grinding, melt-up operation. Another rather narrow range in comparison to the last several days, if you will. And I don't mean the last several here, I mean the last several here. However, it doesn't matter. Price is the absolute. They're headed somewhere. They're right around the top end of this breakdown box. We make a box over this, call it a breakdown box. They're at the top end of that particular range. What does that mean? That means the destination is likely higher than the top end of that range. They had every opportunity to fall apart any day they wanted. The choice was not to. They have unfinished business above this high at 368.64. Make that 468.64. Right there for confirmation purposes, the 100 period moving average, which is the purple sloping trend line, is right above that. That is an area of overhead resistance from an intraday perspective. However, let's go with most traders are expecting the market to fall after the big run. They've gone too far too fast. They're overbought. We hear all of those things. What you're not hearing is, what about the next leg higher? Can that start right away? And the answer is, yeah, why not? I'm not thinking that 438.64 will be the final destination on this rally. I think they go higher. I think they get into this trend line, this downsloping trend line, give or take. I think there are some more pies in the face to be issued. By the way, side note, how did we catch from an intraday perspective inside the numbers and the live room, how did we catch low of day? I'm going to show that to you in a little while. Has anything else materially changed from what we've been discussing this week on the daily chart? And the answer is no. They're just creeping up. So everything we've been discussing is still on the table, on the docket. It's still in the market. Let's check in for fun at our head and shoulders neckline pattern. It's not valid anymore, but it's still here. We keep checking on it. Let's see what happens when we extend the line over to the right. You can see here, even today, they back-tested it and ricocheted off. Whether or not that specific line is important or not is for each individual trader or person to decide. I just left it up here because. Might want to get out your sticky notes for this one. How about 442.65? Look where it is intersecting with this trend line. That's not the reason for the number. But it is the reason I brought it up because it intersects with the downsloping trend line. Any change on the weekly chart? Absolutely not. They're working on what's called follow through from last week. Before we get into inside the numbers, I want to answer a question that I got last night after the video about the lazy swing trader product or service. The question was, and I got it a few times, so it's legit. 
are these option trades? Can I use options with these swing trades? And the answer is you can. I'm giving you the entry prices of the stock. I can't tell you when the option or what price the option is going to be when the stock gets there. But we certainly have a plethora of traders that use options, puts and calls. When the alerts hit, you get a text message, you get an email. Here's the alert. Here's the price. You can go and trade the option. You just need some time. Don't buy the near-term expiration like this Friday or anything like that. But you can certainly use options. You have a very defined stop loss or risk. Only can lose what you put into the option. It's a good way to get some leverage with a minimal amount of capital outlay. That should answer those questions. Just to reiterate, Lazy Swing Trader was time-tested through the downturn over the last six, eight weeks. Bought the bottom on several stocks. System generated. And the stocks that were already active were starting to turn and actually became profitable and were exiting through the profit targets before the market even bottomed. Relative strength. It tells you a bottom is coming. The system works. And by the way, so do the numbers. Inside the numbers today, speaking of numbers, very simple. If the market fell, we had a buy area. If the market popped at the open, we had a sell area. They didn't do either. They kind of stuck in place for the most part early in the day, early this morning. Let's focus on the flip side situation was if they fell. The flip side situation is staying below the bull pivot. Our bull pivot was 437.20. We'll get to all this on the chart. If they fell below, it would open the door for 435.65. As slow as the market was this morning, it was almost hard to believe that they were actually going to get there. I kept telling traders in the room, let them fall. Be patient. Let them fall. Let them fall. Quote unquote, let them fall. We had a zone. The lower end of the zone was down to 434 and a quarter. And I said, they don't really have to get there to the lower end of the zone, but it is another number. And what did they do? You'll see it in a moment. They came smack in the middle. They do that a lot. It's called a midpoint. Keep in mind, all this was posted around zero dark 30 this morning. We think better in pictures. Here's a five-minute chart right of the vertical is today's activity. You can see they came smack dab in the middle. For 35.65 is the blue horizontal trend line right here. Below, they did not reach. Looks far away on a five-minute chart. You go to a 15-minute chart, it's not that far away. So what did we do? We picked off the low of day, basically. What I told traders in the room was, you can buy it three times. 435.65, halfway home, and then 434.25 if they get there. So a lot of traders did buy it. A lot of traders bought it twice. And a lot of traders got paid handsomely. The pivot was all the way up here at 437.20. You can see they tested it early in the day, hung around. And then when they dropped below, I kept telling traders, you just got to wait. Patience, let them fall, let them fall. If they get back above the pivot and they don't give us the long side trade, fair enough. But they did the deal. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart and double check the work. 8.45, here's the early look. If they fall in a morning shakeout operation, 
There's your zone, same zone we just looked at. They can bounce the tape at either of these numbers and don't necessarily have to get to the lower one, but can. Pause them, read them, go back to the chart to double check the work. They were slow, they were creeping, they were bouncing back and forth. They didn't really do much. And I kept saying all morning long, below 437.20, the door is open for that zone. All morning long, traders saw it inside the numbers. They heard it in the live room. There it is again. They don't have to get all the way to the bottom. I was pounding the table. I was standing on my head, giving you everything I had. And then what happened? They did the deal. And there's our 435.65 and the initial bounce. Traders who were buyers down there book a scalp and you can hold a trailer. That's the way it works. There's your morning trade. Took all morning long and even past lunchtime, but it is what it is. Nice trade. Patience pays. About stocks on the move. We had only three on the board today and only one hit its entry objective Gilead, NXPI, and eBay did not. eBay came close, had a nice bounce, but it didn't hit my number. Hit somebody else's number. It's off the board. Let's take a look at the chart of GILD or Gilead. Gilead was getting a buzz cut at the open and it opened below the first two numbers. They're off the board. That's what we do when a stock opens below a number. We take it off the board. It doesn't count. So what happened? They came into the third. They spiked it by a little bit. The selling was over, had a rocket ride back up in the other direction, and they provided the deal. The numbers work. And here's another discussion we had in the live trading room today. I think this is important. When there's a stock moving with, we'll call it excess volume, around the opening bell in the morning session for the first 30 minutes, 60 minutes, even 90 minutes, while there are stocks that can go down or up all day in a trending situation, that does happen. It doesn't happen that often, just like I tell you about the market. There are trend days. They just don't happen that often, meaning when the market is just relentlessly going in one direction, up or down, all day long. It happens infrequently. Same thing with stocks. Whoever's selling Gilead, bunch of hedge funds, bunch of mutual funds, earnings, all that stuff... The selling goes on for a while, they get their business done, and then once the selling is over, what happens? The bounce. So you have to give them a chance. We see it each and every day. All right, what's going on in Camp IWM? Well, they filled this gap down here today. They were negative. Relative weakness down 1%, a little bit more than that, in the IWM, while the SPY was up a little less than one-tenth of a percent, not a big deal, but it's still relative weakness against the S&P 500. My favorite market-leading indicator, it's a puzzle piece, it's on the table. Are all they going to do is fill this gap, or are they going to go lower? Well, let's look at this logically. They filled the gap earlier in the day, you go to an hourly chart and you say, all right, where's the gap? Well, it's right around here. They filled it earlier in the day, and then hour after hour after hour, they just hung out at the gap. What does that tell you? Well, it doesn't directly tell you anything, but if we're going to take any information away from that, they did not bounce off the gap. They didn't have a rally away from the gap. Therefore, I look at that and say, look at this. The gap was not the final destination on the downside. That's the way I look at it. They gap up tomorrow, so be it. But generally speaking, that's the way I look at it. And what did they do after they filled the gap? 
They ate time off the clock in a bearish, flaggish formation. What does that tell you? Tells you they want to make another leg lower. Where's the next leg lower? Well, we'll talk about it in the live room tomorrow. We'll have the numbers. Does that mean they have to come down and fill this gap down at 165 and change? No, it doesn't mean that at all. Favorite market leading indicator, puzzle piece on the table. It's a pullback after a big up reversal week. Normal garden variety stuff. Not every time do they have to pull back. The spiders really haven't pulled back, but the IWM is pulling back. It's a normal garden variety retracement until it's not. What about the folks down at the transportation department? My second favorite market leading indicator, a number one canary in the coal mine. What are they doing? How about eating time off the clock in a bullish flaggish formation? Stay above this 20 period moving average, continue to do this, eat some time off the clock, and what are they doing? They're building energy to make another push higher to where? Well, the place you see on the chart where there's stuff in between from an intraday perspective, but what we can see is the convergence of the 50 and 200 period moving average. No change. Very narrow day. Tried to rally early this morning, had somewhat of a failure, finished near the lows of the day. That's bearish, but the overall daily chart is just eating time off the clock running sideways. That's it. Get below these lows, they fill the gap, and things start to change. They're not doing that now, so we take the market at face value. Where are the umpire calling balls and strikes? We don't project what might happen if if pigs fly overboard, if the Lupinacci vector is in positive territory, if the war expands, if this, if that. We don't deal with the ifs, we deal with the what is. What about the Q people? Decent day for the Q people, up a quarter, meaning a quarter, like 24 cents. It's basically a flat day. What's the target? 376. No change. Sometimes when the market doesn't do anything, there's no material change on the chart. There's no material change on this chart. They're above all the moving averages. The trend is your friend. And there you have it. Face value. By the way, just as a side note, it's like a sidecar. The TLT, I was pounding the TLT to death in the live room when it was down here at 83.70. We had a lot of participation in the live room. A lot of traders took it like a swing trade or as a swing trade. It was also on the board from a lazy swing trader perspective. It's still an active trade with higher targets. That's fine. Just letting you know that I was pounding the table in the live room day after day after day. We talked about all the reasons why. We talked about yields at the time. We had everything going. We picked apart the TLT. This one was a group effort. Go back and read the headlines on the bond market down here around October 20th, October 21st, 23rd, 24th, 5th, 6th. Go read the headlines about the bond market and interest rates and you tell me, who was buying TLT? I'll give you the short answer. Not many. XLF, what happened today? Nothing. No material change, up four cents. Nothing you could do with that. They're eating time off the clock in and amongst these moving averages. You got a 100, a 200, and a 50. They're just bouncing back and forth. There's nothing to do with that. They're eating time off the clock. If they continue to do that, it's to build energy to go higher. 
if they come down to fill this gap, that's not necessarily the worst thing in the world. There's support down there around 33, 35, give or take. Look what you have here. You got a really important thing going on. That high up there. So this is the way we like to do this. It's very logical. The market ran up to this place and stopped short. That's the market's way of telling you or telling everybody that that particular price is important. Doesn't matter what the reason is, the price is important, so we heed the importance. Then they had a Lollapalooza of a collapse. Fair enough. Here comes the recovery. Where'd they go? Run a test of the place that was important, that they collapsed from. The market told us it's important. They've come back to run a test and they just don't have enough energy to get through. So what they're doing here is building energy to bust through to go to the next place. That's the way I look at things. You can choose to look at them any way you like. How about Smash Mouth? They got to the place, 151.80. We had that on the board for a few days since last week. They got there, period, full stop. That was what we call in the trading parlance a target. What's the next target? 154.75, give or take, maybe 155. Start closing candles, intraday, hourly, two-hour, three-hour, four-hour, daily candle above, and they're working their way up to 154.75. Got to close above 151.80 for starters. Close above one number, they head to the next. Get below one number, they head to the next. The market is like a set of stairs, period. And by the way, have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.